Shabbat Shalom, friends. This week's reading on Shabbat is Shlach Lecha. This is probably the most tragic section of all of Torah. For within this section, we read about the manifestation of chaos in its extreme. It begins with God telling Moses, send twelve people, the chieftains of the tribes, of the twelve tribes, and investigate this promised land that I have been speaking to you about. And let's get a first-hand picture of what this promised land is all about and whether it is indeed a promised land. There does not seem to be any precedence here or something which preceded suddenly this idea of sending spies out to explore the land and come back with a report to the peoples about what they saw. Furthermore, they come back, they come back, that is ten of the chieftains come back with a report that while the land seems to be plentiful, but there are giants there and there are people who who are prone to warfare and may even be so invincible that we may have a tough time taking out these people, removing them from this promised land. And upon hearing this report, the people began to weep and said to Moses, there weren't enough graves in Israel, I'm sorry, in Egypt, to bury all of us when we die? Is that why we came out? Expansive piece of land known as the wilderness? That day was Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av, or Leo. And we are told that on this day, in the future, the temples would be destroyed on this very same day, both Temple 1 and Temple 2. And this is what we expect to read 
in this coming Shabbat. Is already Torah forecasting, creating a condition and a situation where free will is removed? In other words, upon hearing this report, which stated very clearly that, you know, there are going to be some problems, some real serious problems when they would enter the promised land the Holy Land. And so, as normal human beings, they began to become upset and express that disappointment to Moses. Now why, at that point in time, would the future already be dependent on of how their behavior was at this given time. Doesn't sound too logical. And why? Why would their being upset and saying some of the nasty things that they did say bring about a curse? So strong, so destructive, that down into the future, Temple 1 and Temple 2 would be destroyed on this day. And there are many, many other questions that could be raised in this Pasha. But this Pasha spelled out destruction pain, suffering, the end of a nation. But to go beyond this physical tale of the story of the spies venturing into the given land and why all of a sudden, God says to Moses, send spies. Who asked for them? Who needed this whole scene at this moment? And from that emerged destruction. For, as Talmud and Zohar says, destruction as we know it. And this entire globe originate from that moment in time of what took place with the Holy Temple and going back to the source and seed is this moment when the spies went to explore the land of Israel. So while that doesn't make much of it, much sense, Kabbalistically, we have much to draw upon from this incredible development, from this incredible event that had such an impact on all future 
pain and chaos that ultimately would emerge. My friends, here was a, a nation like ourselves, many of us, hopefully maybe all of us, pretty well content. We're all not suffering the chaos of the ultimate. And what about those who are? Is this for a little solace? Is this to quiet our minds so that we can have peace of mind? If anything, this section draws out the most catastrophic kind of pain that each and every single one of us who are undergoing pain at this time only, only draws it out to the extent that we can feel more pain. But again, all of the questions that we have raised on why, because of their weeping, because of their complaining to Moses, upon hearing the, the description of the land of Israel from these ten spies of the twelve, that they, that they would, at this point, establish destruction some 1400 years later here my friends is the secret of Kabbalah here my friends do we receive the disciplines the doctrine the teachings of the antidote of chaos, pain, and suffering. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking for another tragedy in life, or for that matter, to review the, the misfortunes of yesteryear. No. We're looking for solutions. We are looking for the ultimate removal of pain and suffering in our lives. And this is what this section, which spells so much horror, can bring to us today. Firstly, the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av has been designated within the cosmos an astrological structure of the heavens that in this day Satan or the forces of evil have complete dominion. And once you fall into that trap, into that snare of their compound, you're cooked. 
and probably forever. When I say forever, I don't mean until the end of days, but I mean for a long, long period of time. Even like 1,400 years. Or let's even say 3,400 years because destruction continues and it's a pastime that reaches us each and every single day in one form or another or in one part of the globe or another. And that's therefore the first lesson is be careful about your dates. Be careful about the times throughout the year when there are positive dates and negative dates. And how our behavior will influence our own precious lives down the road. Don't choose a day of tragedy, a day that he has total control, and I mean he, meaning Satan, to begin a new venture, for he overtakes and overcomes and becomes completely dominion over that area. And therefore, this idea of sending the spies, again, is a, a second lesson for us. Yes, it wasn't the people who asked for these spies to be sent to the land of Israel. It wasn't even Moses' idea. It was God's idea. God, you could have prevented all of this, this whole historical event by never sending the spies in the first place. I mean, you know everything because you're above time, space, and motion. But why would you, why would you want to incur? Why would you want to even stimulate this kind of setting that look at what it ultimately evolved as here again what the light force of God is trying to teach us that many of us many of us can say when we when we fall into the trap of tragedy well if this is God's will so be it. And what can I do about it? And here we are told, even where we may never succeed in tracing back to from whence, or the seed, from whence all of this pain and suffering emerge from. Where we might say it began somewhere, something I may have done. But the lesson here is, no matter what emerged, there's something you can do about. Reverse it. Bettering, improving, no matter what that situation may be. 
no matter what the circumstances behind, it's emerging. And of course, when it says, and it speaks about God initiating this whole scene, it wants to tell us that even though we can attribute, and because we are Kabbalists, go back to prior lifetimes and say, ah, that's where the source, the seed of all my troubles began. And that's the expression of God began this whole scene. It wasn't God. Because God is not part of chaos. God does not punish. God does not create the misery that sometimes we find ourselves in. It goes all the way back to where maybe we cannot, as we cannot see a tribute, a connection to God. For we are physical and he is of a metaphysical nature, an immaterial nature. But here, here we have the energy to change and remove whatever has already been ordained, whether because of our activities in this lifetime or prior lifetimes, as many as they might be. We have this opportunity. And we have to come to that realization that it was not God's intent as it almost
then go on and live a life filled 